like we find out he's killed or he has a woman they get to tampa they find her body and then it's like well he's got another one you know he usually keeps him out two days we've got we have 12 hours and then it's like nope he did already kill her and the next day he does have a new person that sucks oh she's dead okay and oh wow he does have someone new okay well we really gotta get this guy we really gotta get this shit going, you guys. It's like, oh, she's dead? Oh. And he has a new one. Oh, we gotta go, guys. Like, it like felt like that this whole episode. Hey, B! Hey, Chang! What's up? What's up? Hey, fancy meeting you here. Um, would you like to do an episode of, like, a podcast for me? Like, what if we did a Criminal Minds podcast? You and oh my god, together? how crazy would that be if we did a Criminal Minds podcast? And even crazier, what if we talked about Season 1, Episode 20, Charm and Harm? If we have to. How bonkers would it be? It would be so crazy. Oh my god, what would we name this hypothetical podcast of ours? Oh my god, maybe we would name it Wheels Up? Something, Wheels you know. Up! Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That sounds good. Let's do that. All right, cool. Let's talk about this episode because, <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> it certainly is an episode of Criminal Minds. It's gonna have, we're gonna have this like four and a half minute cold intro, open. and then cold open, and then it's gonna cut to our intro and you beginning again. Hey, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's an episode. <laughs> it certainly is an episode of Criminal Minds. It's a weirdly paced episode of Criminal it Minds. It went by really quickly. But also really slowly. It, it went by quick, but it was like because nothing had happened. Like we got to a point where I was like, are we going to get this guy yet? Like how long is left? There's 15 minutes left of this episode. Like it was, I was literally like, we have to be 20 minutes in. No, it's just the episode is ending. Like, okay. It was like at one point I paused I paused this episode because I needed to take the trash out. And when I came back in, I was like, how do I only have five minutes of this episode left? We have so much ground to cover. And then they covered none of it. None of it. This episode was a crop duster. It covered a lot of ground and it put down a lot of stuff. But I don't know if it really like did anything, you know? Yeah. You know, one of the weirdest or most interesting parts of doing this podcast with you, B is I don't watch season one a lot, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they use terms, and we've talked about this before, but they use terms that become commonplace later completely incorrectly or completely differently in season one. So when they call him a spree killer because he is on the run, that's not what a spree killer is. A spree killer is like sudden, like a berserking, you know? All of a sudden, you're just killing a bunch of people real fast. Like, that's what a spree killer is. That's how they use it later. But in this episode, it's like he's on the run. So he's a spree killer. It was like, oh, is that what that means? You don't explain that again. Like they don't that. Talk about it again, ever. No, let's, so it, yeah. Let's just go into the episode because there is, sure. I feel like we can't talk about what a weird nothing burger of an episode this was until you know the concept of this episode. So why don't you yeah. just hit me with it? Okay, great. Let's do it. Um, we start off with a guy cutting a steak, and he's talking like, "Oh, I wish we had scotch, scotch in a porterhouse." Like, "Oh, that's great!" And then it like 
just shows like his chin and his mouth like eating his steak it's weird i don't like mouth shots guys mouth shots are bad he's unshaven this whole time it's just bad honestly mouth shots are awful yeah and then he's like we gotta get your appetite back like you gotta eat and then it cuts to a woman like tied gagged crying like (laughs) even if she wanted to eat dude she couldn't and it also like we find out, and here's a little spoiler alert night for the end of the episode, I guess, because I want to talk about how they did bad. They did poorly. So the whole thing, right, is that his mother was having an affair with his father, on his father, mm-hmm. having an affair with somebody who was not his father. That's what an affair is. And she would try. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, giving me that breakdown. Thanks You're for welcome. giving me that that explanation, Jay. You're welcome. Um, so she would try to get a babysitter, but when she couldn't get a babysitter, she would take him, the the guy, to whose name is Mark Gregory, who I do at some point just start calling Mike. <laughs> so you know, in my notes, he will become Mike. So if she couldn't get a babysitter, she would take Mike to the motel where she met Loverboy and just mm-hmm. leave him by the pool while she had sex with this man. Um, and then at one time, he was Mark was in the car with her. She got into a car accident. He's 10. She gets into a car accident. She dies. Um, that's the story we're told. But then we find out that he... Like attacked her while she drowned her. Yeah. So well, so he causes the car crash at this like marsh, and then she's like not trapped in the car, but like there's enough water on the floor of the car, and he holds her head in the water and drowns her. She's a grown adult, and he's a ten year old boy yeah fuck that kid you're getting hit for that shit if you're gonna try and drown me in the car no 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 not today like what like that's a grown-ass woman and a 10 year old boy and he drowned her wet drowning let me ask you a very important question yes could you take a 10 year old in a fight i can and i would I would also absolutely <laughs> kick the shit out of a 10-year-old if I needed to. If I needed to. Not to be to. like, fuck them kids, but like. If it's me or him. If I needed to, I'd kick the shit out of a 10-year-old. Some 10-year-old tries to murder me. I murder him first. my own car? My, my own damn son? My 10-year-old son tries to murder me? No, that kid is dying. That kid is getting hit. Like, not talk shit, get hit. Not to be like hit your kids, but if your kid is actively trying to murder you, yeah, kick them. No, that's some nonsense. They're ten. They're ten. It's a ten-year-old. The (laughs) only way I could see that that was like that that event happened, as we are told that it later does happen, is if the mother was knocked unconscious somehow. That's the only way. Because they bring up, like, how could she have drowned? She wasn't trapped in the car. She wasn't restrained. Like, like, how could she have just fucking drowned? And they were like, he held her head underwater in the water that was in the car. So, like, 
And they're like, how would a woman die? But the son didn't drown. Like, it's this whole thing. And he got like whiplash. Um, so that's the thing. That's the thing we don't know. He killed his mother. So now the women that he's drowning are like proxies for his mother. Okay. Next question. <laughs> he keeps calling them his wife. My wife is taking a hot bath. My wife fell into the pool. My wife wasn't hungry. And then this episode starts with him like eating dinner with a woman. Clearly like playing the role of a wife. You should get your appetite back. I want you to eat. There's these sexual sexual implications. Mm-hmm. But like that's that's his mom's surrogate, dude. They really yeah, had a high five. I think the Wait. implication is like the implication is that like her cheating taught him about sex and like tied sex into his like mom brain area. So like those are a thing. I just like I I don't know. They really like wanted this mom angle hidden to the point where like it then later didn't make any sense. Yeah. Wow, no, now that I'm thinking about it, that makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, I mean, like, part of it, too, and I and I will say this, part of it, too, is that Gideon says that he, Mark Gregory, is, like, playing the role of his father because his father wouldn't divorce his mother. His father wouldn't call her out for cheating. So Mark defended him by mm-hmm. killing the mother. The way that Gideon frames this, by the way, is so fucking weird and awful. Oh my god, we will we'll get to it. But I literally spent this whole episode like Gideon. What? Okay. Are you? A, do you have daddy issues, Gideon? Like, Gideon, are you sure though that you're the one who should be examining this bond between father and son? Are you sure that you're qualified for this, Gideon? Yeah, it's odd. It's very odd. Oh, oh okay. I just thought of something. But it comes up later. And I got to make a quick note. So don't forget because. (laughs) 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 While uh, Jay is making that quick note, I wanted to just let everybody know that keep an eye on our Twitter in the coming weeks because uh, we might have a little surprise for you in the form of merch coming up for the end of our first season. Ooh. So keep an eye on our social medias, Wheels Up Pod, on every platform imaginable, <laughs> except for TikTok. We're not on TikTok. We're on Insta, Twitter, and Spot, and uh, Tumblr. And what Spotify, if I, I guess, what but... if I make a TikTok account like the ones where they like stand in front of pictures of the cast, but I just like talk shit about Gideon? <laughs> <laughs> you get hints in this first scene that they're in a fancy hotel room. Like right away, I was like, oh, those are like champagne glasses. She's in that white robe. Like this is a hotel room. Um, cool. Cut to the BAU. Oh, this was really interesting and it did not get concluded. Elle hates phone calls, but in the yeah. hour they've been at work, she's made two phone calls. Maybe and she's just having a productive morning, boys. Have we thought about that? What if she like, you know, needs to find out her dental results? Like, yeah, what if she's trying to make a dentist appointment, huh? Yeah, this is also this, lads? This is also the number one gel scene, though. So she's made her two phone calls, and Derek is like, you've got a boyfriend, you've got a boyfriend. And Elle is like, no, I don't. And Reed's like, actually, like, you do hate the phone, though. And he says, you know, Graham and Belle um, discovered, like, the phone technology at the same time. It was like a race to the patent office. And Elle's like, 
yeah, like we know this. Bell beat him by like two hours to the patent office. And Rita's like shocked. And I was like, this is common knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, people know this, Reed. These and are I- just, I, I know this because of a game of trivia. I know this because of Trivial Pursuit, Reed. I just like love, I like love the idea, like the image of Reed spouting off like a fact, you know, and people being like, yeah, that's Duh. like basic high school history. We Reed. all know this. <laughs> You're dude. not smart. Like, I just like love that Ella's like, people know this, Reed. Like, you're not like, ooh, telling us your facts. Um, and then uh, he, and then Derek is like, why are you asking so weird? Like, why are you acting so weird? Um, and Elle goes, oh, um, I'm weird? This person knows there's like 800 kernels of corn on a cob arranged and reads like arranged to 17 discrete rows. And I was like, yeah, but I'm weird. Like, but I'm you, the weird one. I sit across from this kid and I, I'm weird. And Derek's like, I think you've got a boyfriend. Like, ooh, I know what you're doing. And JJ comes in and is like, what? Doing what? And Al's just like, nothing. And Derek's like, that means it's true. You've got a boyfriend. And it like cuts to, and JJ's like, oh, do you? And <laughs> they like walk up and JJ's face is like, ooh, Al has a boyfriend, huh? And then they exchange this look that is so clearly like, they have they think they're so smart and they don't know that we are fucking like it was like <laughs> it's such a weird look that you like it's such a weird look that i don't know if queer if non-queer people would would pick up on it you know yeah where you're like this is the look i give to my girlfriend when uh we're at the family reunion and my aunt keeps calling her my best friend and i'm like no we do fuck though aunt sherry aunt sherry we do fuck <laughs> like it's just like that look of like, oh, they think they're fucking clever about the whole boyfriend in air quotes angle, huh? Yeah, like the look they exchange is so like first JJ's face being like, oh, Elle has a boyfriend. And then Elle just looks at her like, you, like oh, yeah, my boyfriend. It was just like. It's just this, like, little moment that's, like, light GF, dark GF. You know, Elle's, like, all goth, and JJ's got her, like, light blue shirt, gray pants. You know, it's, like, aw, cute. Um, it, it just made me laugh. And it also made me be, like, does Elle call JJ from her desk? And just be, like, hey, go, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> You're all the way over there. I like, actually, the way, I do like how they get to this briefing because L just, or JJ just kind of comes through the bullpen and is like, follow me. And they all just sort of like obediently march and follow along after her to the briefing room. Like a bunch of the fucking dumbass seven dwarves. Like oh they're God. just all off yes. the, like, they're off to their work day in the forest. <laughs> like, it yes. just makes me laugh. She like, she just like walks through with her folders and they're all like, time to get up and go to briefing. <laughs> time to like, go to work. It's like, it's so, so cute. cute, actually. Ah, uh, Mama JJ and her little ducklings. <laughs> yeah, they're all sort of just, like, obediently following her around yeah. like you're going on a school trip to the zoo. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, here's, here's the rundown. Tampa, Florida. They say Tampa, they go to Sarasota, Tampa's never mentioned again. All right. Tampa, Gulf Coast. Four women have gone missing. They know who it is. His name is Mark Gregory because they have his DNA and like a lead. 
and then he disappeared 36 hours ago. All the women were caught within a 60-mile radius, drugged, and drowned in bathtubs, and then they're found three days later. And they're like, we can't let him go to Orlando. And Reed says Orlando is second only to Las Vegas in the number of hotels. Okay. And then Gideon says like the weirdest thing. He's like, if he runs, he's got the whole country ahead of him. And then the map like pans from Florida to Georgia to like the rest of the U.S. And it's like, yeah, Gideon. That's that's how how a continental country works. (laughs) Yeah. It's all one big landmass, you guys. Just because you're in the corner of it, like, Ugh. yeah, it was like the it was like the weirdest. Like, he's in Florida. We can't let him get out of Florida. <laughs> we can't um, let anybody I... leave Florida. That would be breaking containment. Everybody, keep <laughs> I, them all in. I breached containment. <laughs> I made it all the way to the capital. <laughs> no, but I like how I think it's uh, Reed who is like, okay, so he's not an unsub. They know who he is. He's not mm-hmm. an unknown subject. So why are they calling us? They have him. Right. Like, no, he got away. Well, well. well, JJ goes, well, he disappeared about 36 hours ago. And Hotch goes, they let him get away. I like that Hotch is like, that is disgustingly incompetent. What Hotch, the fuck? Hotch is like, so what? confused. Like, how do they not know how to do their jobs? Yes. It's literally like, huh, what? Yeah. So funny. So they get on the plane. JJ's giving more details. He's single. He's white. He's 38. He went to Florida State. Because of course he did. Um, why does everyone got to go to my school, huh? <laughs> I was going to say, there's a loaded way with the way that you also, said he went to Florida State. Also, if the whole thing is him being from the Gulf Coast, like they stay there, he's comfortable there, whatever. Why didn't he go to Florida Gulf Coast? Why didn't he go to UCF or um, USF or something in Central Florida? Like he goes to, they said he was a photographer in Miami for a bit. Why didn't he go to FIU or UM? The only one of those acronyms that you have named off that had any sort of recognition to me was UF, UCF? I did not say UF. Whatever. UF is in Gainesville. Okay. The University of Central Florida is in. I think that's the one. Tampa, I think. That uh, made sense to me. Yeah, USF is University FS, of FSU, and then UCF are the only ones that I recognize. Yeah. FSU is Florida State. UCF is University of Central Florida. USF is University of Southern Florida. FIU, Florida International University. UM, University of Miami. UF is obviously University of Florida. Okay, so we find out that he's like rich from real estate now, and he like travels all around the country. He like lived in Sarasota. He's had a lot of jobs. He's was a race car driver, a French chef. A photographer, and then he went to Miami to take pictures of models. And then Reed makes a comment about serial killers loving photography because maybe it's about voyeurism. That's truly the funniest shit Reed said this episode, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. I think anybody who works with cameras is a fucking weirdo. I say as somebody who, with an interest in photography and who did go to film school to work with cameras like a fucking weirdo. Like, I, I understand the voyeurism angle of it. But, like, I thought the whole thing was, like, souvenirs, like, reliving the memories. Like, that's not voyeurism. Voyeurism is, like, I'm watching somebody else do something. Whereas, like, you take the picture so you can relive being in the moment, which isn't voyeurism. It's just being a participant. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good comment for the fucking paparazzi LA episode. episode. Yeah. 
that's a good talk about voyeurism in the paparazzi. Not this dude who just takes pictures of models. Like, I don't know. Who's just a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Not all photographers are fucking weirdos. No. I mean, a lot of them are, but not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, He has his accounts frozen. So if he, like, does anything, they'll find him. And then Gideon says, can we stop talking about this dude? Tell me about the victims. <laughs> Gideon's, like, transitions are so funny. They are on par with, like, bad podcast host transitioning to an ad read <laughs> speaking of no i'm kidding <laughs> i was like how do i make that in yeah i mean if we're gonna get merch we're gonna need a website oh that's so funny you know squarespace <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> anyway yeah he's basically like fuck this dude tell me about the victims uh, and then we get to the temporary FBI communication center in Sarasota. Why so, are they just in a warehouse? It's just a warehouse. They're not even at the police station. Also, I don't think Tampa and Sarasota are super close. Don't hold me to that. Like, are they within 60 miles of each other? All those towns get so good. I know, like... Orlando and Tampa, I think, are like an hour apart. I don't quite know where Tampa is. Yeah, actually, Sarasota's pretty close. Okay. It's but like, just a but like why even south. bring Tampa up if we're going to spend the whole episode in Sarasota? I don't know. We spend the whole episode in a warehouse and then with Ellen Derek on the great gay road trip across the country. <laughs> that, was their, that was their bisexual bonding road trip. <laughs> so true. Okay, we find out that all four victims were killed four different ways. One with fire, one with choking, one with suspension, and one with stabbing. But they were all alive and they were drowned. They never mention the significance of the types of torture. Later, one of the killers is um, tasered to death. The one that they find in the, like, motel. They say, Mm -hmm. like, the, the bottoms of her feet are, like, blackened. And mm-hmm. it was like, you could never tase someone that much without killing them. So he was like tasing her, resuscitating her, tasing her, resuscitating her so that he could eventually drown her alive. But. They only focus they, on the drowning. Yeah. Like they don't, they aren't like, he's testing out his sadism. Like that's never like a thing they bring up. Yeah. It's weird that they like ignore the fact that the rest of this is fucked up beyond the drowning part. Right. Also, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So wet drowning mm-hmm. is when you drown. Is when you drown, yes. Dry drowning, then, is when you're thrown into water after you die and your body fills with water. That's not drowning. I believe, I believe technically wet drowning is drowning. Anything else would be just considered asphyxiation. Because then you're just not getting air to your lungs. No, Whereas the, wet so, drowning water goes into your lungs. Right. That's right, right, just like, but I don't like, know why they make the distinction between wet drowning. That's well, just what they, drowning is. Right. That was my question. If wet drowning is drowning, dry drowning is just like putting a dead body in water. Yeah. It's not drowning. Why is there a wet drowning and a dry drowning? Is dry drowning like water? Boarding? They try and make some mention of it. 
they do not mention dry drowning. They specifically are like, it's wet drowning. They were drowned to death. <laughs> like, what does the internet to, say? According to the internet, okay, drowning is most likely going to be a wet drowning. There are some cases where your throat does not relax, though, so it just doesn't let anything in, including air or water. That's what would be considered a dry drowning, but apparently that happens way, way, way less often than um, so, so wet is, drowning. Is drowning not suffocation by water? Correct, it is suffocation by water, Yes. So then if there is no water getting into your body, is it not? I don't know, bud. I don't fucking know, man. I just, that was my question. I was like, that's like, I'm going to take a wet shower. Like. (laughs) I'm going to take a wet swim. (laughs) Like, the adjective before drowning was important if it is not a wet drowning. Yeah. Like, if there's something that's like, they were put underwater, but they were so scared that they suffocated without water in their lungs, dry drowning. That's fascinating. I do not care that regular drowning is wet. (laughs) Yeah. So in the drowning sequence, uh, laryngeal spasm occurs when water enters the upper airways. So in Mm -hmm. most cases, um, the spasm would relax and water would enter the lungs. Historically. Apparently, there is a medical distinction between this. This was known as a wet drowning. However, in 10 to 20% of drowning cases, the laryngeal spasm does not relax and no water enters. So it would just be more like an asphyxiation than a dry drowning. 10 to 20%? That's not an insignificant amount. It's not an insignificant amount, but in terms of like clarifying it for your fun, cool TV show, I don't see why they fucking... Made this decision. They just wanted to sound smart. They were like, yeah, they it's just a wet wanted drowning. to sound smart. I paused the episode and went, wet drowning? <laughs> What's dry drowning? Like, I literally it's just, it just, just made me be like, huh? I guess. Okay. Thank you. Well, uh, the next time someone's suffocated to medicinenet.com. death, medicinenet.com. <laughs> the next time someone's suffocated to death I'm gonna, on this TV show, I'm going to be like, oh, they were dry drowned. Okay, we meet this FBI agent, Raymond McCarthy. Um, I do like this little moment. Derek is like, we should look at his childhood. Like, does his family live in the area? You know, it'd be good to know about him as a kid. And Raymond McCarthy, the detective, is like, why is that important? We just need to fucking find him. And then Hodge and Gideon are both like, no, it's important to look at his childhood because, you know, if we know what he's like, then we'll be able to, like, tell what he's going to do. And I was like, hell yeah. Support your man. (laughs) Yeah, support your boy. But also I like it because it shows why the BAU were called in in the first place. Right. Like, they're called in because they can predict his next move and can catch him quicker than your FBI agents could, right? Like, I I like that sort of, like, earning their keep moment. They're like, no, 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 (laughs) this is actually important. They're not just doing police work. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, so we learned that the four victims, the first one Greg knew... The second and third one were business acquaintances. And then the fourth one was just like a bartender at a restaurant he frequented. And they don't know how he knows this current one. Um, so then the guy is like, the detective is like, when are we going to hold the press conference? Like, this is big news. 
And JJ's like, hopefully we don't have to give a press conference because we'll catch him quickly. Um, spoiler alert, she does have to give a press conference. <laughs> like 10 uh, minutes later, she's like, like, all right, I'll get the like, press conference ready. Literally. It just like cuts to her being like, so you can see from the footage. <laughs> like, <laughs> she really said, I did not come here to be on television. She really said, this Florida humidity is not good for my hair. I don't want to be on TV. Please. Also, in 20 episodes, we've had two Central Florida episodes. Rise Somebody on this writing team hates Central Florida, and I don't okay. blame them. I mean, honestly, fuck Central Florida. So, Gideon and Rita are going to go to the dad's house. Alan Hodge are going to go to his work. JJ's going to comb through evidence. And then I don't Derek... know what she's doing. She's just doing some shit. <laughs> no, literally, I was like, I'll comb. Or JJ goes, I'll comb through the evidence they have here. And then we don't see her again until the press conference. She's in some like dingy back room office just being like, no one's come and got me yet. I guess they haven't found anything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, she's just avoiding doing actual work. She's just like taking a nap. It's the back office. Like they'll call me when they need me on television. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, why am I here? Um, okay. She also has like three outfit changes in this episode. <laughs> um, she came fucking prepared for the shitty Florida weather. They're in Florida for like three days. And she was like, I'm going to sweat out of every one of my shirts. <laughs> and she's right. She's right. You're not telling me that that warehouse that they were in with the fucking like oh. shitty chain link fence on the wall oh, had no. air conditioning. No, 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 no. I also think it's like July. Derek says, I'm going to call Garcia. She's going to want an update. Derek said, so peace true. out. Bye. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go talk to somebody who actually likes me. Hey, Garcia. I know. <laughs> hey, Garcia, what's up? And Gideon says, okay, let's come back in two hours. If he if he's following his pattern, we only have 12 hours. So Hotch and L go to talk to the business partner. The business partner is like, I'm not convinced he did this. Like, we're best friends. He hasn't been weird. He coaches my son's basketball team. Um, and then he says, like, well, he's kind of a ladies' man. He married young and got divorced after a couple of weeks. And then they're talking, like, what about triggers? Anything recent? Whatever. And then Al says, what could have made him lose it? Which, like, I know that's what a trigger is. I know that's what a stressor is. But she was like, we're looking for stressors. Like, what could have made him lose it? I I don't enjoy that phrasing. <laughs> okay. It was 2006. Yeah, five. Well, this episode, would, this episode was 26. 26? Yeah, this episode was 2006. Okay. I'm looking at the page one. right now. Okay. Um, and then Hotch is like, I think he's been killing a lot longer than we thought because they like don't know if his first wife is alive or not. So they're like, what if he's been killing like since he got married young? So Gideon and Vita go into the guy's house. It's big. They're like, wow, it's a house. Um, and then Gideon's like, where are the dogs? And there's like two dog bowls and toys. And Gideon's just like, where are the dogs? And they note that one other time to be like, the dogs are in kennels, guys. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. <laughs> like, the dogs in the kennel. Yeah. I love that they're like, guys, don't worry about these dogs. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So they go to his closet and reads like he's got 20 suits, day suits, like sports coats, a mechanics uniform. There's like a briefcase of watches and a bunch of driver's licenses. And then... um. They're like, oh, he must have taken on like a new role for each of his like real estate sales. He's like a chameleon. Um, he has this whole facade. And then Reed like 
Oh, Gideon finds catalogs of different topics. Like there's like a law one, an army one, a working one. So he could buy like the outfits he needs, you know. But then Reed comes in and the guy has like, it's like a sketch of himself with like that clear, you know, stuff on top, uh, transparencies on top yeah. with like, this one's got a mustache. This one's got weird eyebrows. Like that one's in a hat so that he can like, he can like, is he sketching disguises or is he just like, sometimes I want to look at myself with a mustache. It looks like one of those. Do you remember? Do you remember those? Like those little like toys that you would get. And it was like the little like magnetic dust that you could like draw yes. on top of the person's face. Or yes. Whatever. That's what that looks like to me. It was. I was so like, why weird. do you have a museum like novelty toy? With a picture of yourself. Yeah. Weird. And like, also the you already picture, know what you look like. The picture they have of his face that they keep showing, wild. It's like real awesome. close and he's like grinning and one of his eyes is like kind of close. It's terrifying. I was like, okay, we get it. Like you're excited to be here. <laughs> like, damn. We get it. You're happy to be here yeah. and you have like a five o'clock shadow. Please calm down. Yeah. Please. Um, and then it cuts to the man drowning someone in the bathtub, the girl from before the woman. Uh, and then he like sits back like super like he's enjoying it. Like he's like, hell yeah, this turns me on. And then it's like room service and he like opens it in his coat or um, robe and he's like oh come on in like my wife wasn't feeling well I love the I love the steak but my wife though wasn't feeling well she's taking a hot bath honey how's it going in there must be going well all right here's your tip like <laughs> just like let's the guy out <laughs> the thing is though is like he's saying all the charismatic things but like he is not charismatic like if that man was saying that thing to me I would be like okay <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I get it. Yeah, and then it cuts to the wound's dead. So then we get Derek and Garcia having a little phone call. Uh, as a kid, Mark Gregory was a peeping Tom. And then when he turned 18, he had a, like, statutory rape mm-hmm. thing with a 15-year-old. And then um, his marriage was for 23 days. And they're like, she's definitely alive. And Garcia says it would be easier to find her if she were dead. Which, sure. Yowch. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Back at the FBI center, we're looking at crime scene photos. Um, except they like, they show the cr- bunch of crime scene photos, but no one's looking at them. Usually when they do these montages, it's like, excuse me, somebody is thinking. This is not that. This is like we needed a transition. Show them dead people. <laughs> Show them dead people. Let them see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're back at the FBI center. The dog's in a kennel. He's emptied his bank account. So he has $400,000 in cash. Okay. Dude was fucking loaded. Loaded. $400,000? Yeah, they're like 400 k Yeah. Um, so then this is where they say, oh, he's on the run, so now he's a spree killer. Which is not what we come to learn a spree killer is. Whatever. And then we learn spree killers have two phases. The first is their guided phase, where they're in their comfort zone, which is like why he was picking women in within the radius. They like have a target place they're going to go. These are like meaningful killings. He's choosing them. And then there's like a random place where he devolves, and they do say, 
evolves and not de-evolves. Um, and when he's random, he becomes less noticeable, harder to find. Yeah. I love that they talk about this dude's phases like he is a boss in Dark Souls. As soon as he gets to the <laughs> point where he is devolving, the Latin choir kicks in. He's about to kick your ass. You think you've depleted that health bar? Oh, no, no, baby. No, 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 no. Now there's a gold one. <laughs> like- <laughs> The Latin choir kicks in. His sword grows three sizes larger. You're like, what the fuck is going on? He's got more arms, two tails. It's just confusing all around. Yeah, it's also weird because, like, they introduce these phases. And he, like, kind of does go through the phases. But he also, like, doesn't. Okay. He really doesn't. He continues doing his, like, disguises and everything. Yes. And, like, he does pick up faster. And he, like, changes his like body language so he doesn't get found like it has become a little more random just picking women at random they're not like targets but he's always trying to get to that lake where he drowned his mother he still has that target targeted place he's still picking mothers and you know women of that age like like so sure it's random but he's still going for like a type so i don't think these phases they also never bring them up again. I wish they had. In later episodes, we get like, oh no, now he's in this. Now he's on a spree. Now he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing... This episode, they're like, yeah, this phase is unimportant. Like the assassin thing in that episode, some, in, in somebody's watching, where they're just like, yeah, there's four types of assassins. This person's not an assassin. Like, it's like one of those things where you're like, I don't care about these phases. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. So then, the, then they say that like the mo is is torture. Like he tortures them, but the big thing is like drowning them while they are alive. Um, JJ is like, I'll release this to the major networks. She's there when they give the profile. She's like sitting with them. She's like sitting on a table while they give the profile. Doesn't say anything profile wise, but she's there. She's just there. She's there in the lineup. Came out of her evidence room. Um, okay. She came out of her yeah. nap. Yeah, right. She woke up and was like, yeah, I'll release this. Um, you got something for me? How many times does JJ just walk up to them and be like, got anything yet that I could that I could tell someone? Do you, yeah, do, you, do you need me or can I just go take another nap in the evidence room? JJ's like, listen, I've, I've done what I can do here. Uh, well, what are you guys uh, doing? Okay, anyway. Back to business. This is their flaw. So they found the missing girl in Georgia dead. So Ellen Morgan are going to Georgia. Here's the thing. They fly to Georgia. Hotch says they have landed in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And yet after that, they are road always trip. in a car. Yes. And, and it's like, I I get it. Florida's long. It's like six hours from Miami to Georgia, but they're not. They're not in Miami. They're in Sarasota. It's like three and a half hours to Georgia. So they flew there to get there fast. But after this, they don't have to get anywhere super fast. It's fine. They're just chasing after this killer for women's lives on the line. It's fine. yeah. It's like also, did they leave the jet in Atlanta? Or was the jet like there you go? Bye, back to Sarasota. Like see, probably. I guess. And how like- did fucking Ellen? Derek get back they just had to drive back I guess yeah so why'd they fly the first time 
I don't, it's just, it's an I don't odd. I don't, I don't, don't question the logistics of criminal lines. <laughs> okay. They find out that Mark Gregory has businesses throughout the southern U.S., so it's actually going to be a nationwide search now because it's across state lines. I don't know why they had to say that. They're the FBI. They're already federal. In a, case, in a show that's about, like, the cops, mm-hmm. when they cross state lines, it matters because it becomes a federal case. I mean, there's the episode with... um. Your Kansas City homeless people factory shoes episode. Yeah, the one that fucks me up extremely. Yes, it matters, yes. right? That's how yep. J- that's how they get to work on it because JJ's like, this is Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas, and this is it's Kansas an City, uneven Kansas. split. So yeah, uh, the police forces yeah. here, both of them are awful on either side of the state line. But yeah, yeah that's that's how matters. she does it. She pull, holds up a piece of mail and says. We're in, like, we're in Kansas City, Kansas. This piece of mail came from Kansas City, Missouri. So now it's a federal case. Go fuck yourself. JJ has yeah. to it. Here, why do I care it's a nationwide search? I you mean, don't. it's scary. I mean, it's, you know, oh, where, he's, where is he going to go? But he's also in a car. We're all in cars here. You have a jet, though. <laughs> so I don't know why, Everybody like. Everybody has a car. Everybody can drive here. <laughs> we can all get places. Like, yeah. Okay. We can all get places yeah. and do things. It's not yeah. that impressive. Mm-hmm. We find out that he went to high school in four different states, um, which they don't ever say why. I I wonder if it's like because he keeps committing crimes, but they don't ever say that. They're just like, yeah, he went to four different high schools in four different states. But they're like, but he must have had like a um, comfortable place. So uh, Derek and Elle go to the hotel. You, we find out that Mark Gregory... Um, use his own name, you know, and mm-hmm. he's not, it's not taunting. He's not taunting them. He just like that people have his DNA. Like there's no point to hide or pretend that he wasn't there. You know, like they know it's him. He's not trying to hide his crimes. You know, he's just trying to keep doing them. Um, and that's when we find out like 400 in cash, 400 K in cash. And Gideon says he's not hiding. He's hunting. So like, They've been talking about him running away as if it were like avoiding capture, but in reality, he's just looking for more victims. victims. And then they say, like, tell them to watch the Mexico and Canada borders. Mexico is far from Georgia. So that's like, if he can make it all the way to Mexico, but in a car before you guys figure that out. Come on, Canada, fine. Get Mexico, your shit together. Yeah, okay. In the Georgia hotel room. It's a fancy hotel room. Um, he clearly spent a lot of time with her because of, like, the champagne and whatever. Uh, and then they say it was a random victim. Like, he lured a random victim. He didn't know her. Um, and he used, like, the photography ploy. Um, I didn't like what Derek said here. He says he probably played on her vanity. And I was like, I... I was like, why not say, like, on her hope? Like, on hey, her you're be- yeah, like, you could be a model. Like, you could really make it. I mean, take some pictures for you. Like, why does it have to be, like, her vanity? You know, I just didn't, like, even if he had said, like, he probably, like, flattered her by saying she was pretty enough to him. You know, but it was just like, oh, it's her vanity that got her in this situation. She's the one who, was. she was so vain. She got killed. I just, like, 
That's like why we why we victim blame it's instead, girl. Weird. Yeah. They love to victim blame blame in season one. They love to victim blame. They love. They to do it again. Blame. They do it again later, and I wrote it down because I was like, mm. <laughs> okay. Um. So then they said, is like, I mean, if he had a portfolio and like a nice website, like why wouldn't you believe that he was legit? Which. Okay, maybe in 2005, if you've got like a nice website, people are like, wow, you spent money on that. <laughs> Why would you spend money on that if you didn't? I mean, nowadays with Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Squarespace does not sponsor our podcast, no. <laughs> by the way. But you can find us on the internet, brightcrownmedia.com, baby. That's our page. Here you go. All right. At- how did we somehow get on this sponsorship bit and how do we get off of it <laughs> i just thought that i was like i was like this is it this is the perfect transition this moment. is the moment <laughs> like we were struggling earlier and then i was like because i made a note that i was like oh 2005 a website and then i was like <laughs> now's my chance now's the <laughs> with now's my moment you know uh no coding involved all right at the airport, he's dressed like a pilot. Mark Gregory is. He's dressed like a pilot. He's like walking. Th- he's just like walking around the garage. And he like walks up to this woman. And he very creepily like is inching. 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 As she like closes her trunk. He's like, uh? Huh? And then you hear like, you got everything, honey? And then like, mom. And he's like, oh, shit, I gotta go. And he just like bolts. <laughs> um. And then it cuts to Garcia, who calls Hotch, and says that she found uh, his ex-wife in Brandonton. Um, and the wife like had her past erased. Basically, she was like super scared. Um, it's probably why she divorced him after like three weeks. And then he stalked her, and she filed a restraining order later. Um, they're like talking to her. They find her. They talk to her. They um, talked to her for like two scenes and could have gained way more information from her. It was but they just one did scene. not. I made a note here. I was like, where's JJ? It's Hotch talking to her. Like, you want a situation with like a woman wanting to talk to another woman? Like, this is it. Um, Hotch is just like, I'm a nice guy. Talk to me. I'm a nice guy. I'm a cool guy. I'm a dad. Like, Hotch has got his dad energy. It's like, it's chill. He yeah. really does have his dad energy yeah. on full display here. Yeah. Um, Dad, good husband. Well, oh. uh, portraying a good husband anyway. Get it together, Hodge. Okay. She basically, the wife, says that he was controlling. He was suspicious. He, like, wouldn't let her leave the house. He was, like, convinced she was cheating on him. Just, like, crazy about it. That's what he's done. So, okay. <laughs> this scene, it made me mad. It made me laugh. Um, Okay. Gideon and Reed go to talk with Mark's father. Okay. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't like I don't understand how my son could do this. And Reed just turns around and goes, Your son's a narcissist with a split personality. <laughs> and I was like, Which they oh. do not even like address ever again. The narcissist like kind of comes up because he's manipulative, you know, and he like Whatever. The, what do you mean a split personality? What are you talking about? <laughs> Gideon is still like fully on his like, there's no such thing as like multiple or like split personalities trained. So like, what do you, what? 
what split personality? Was that me? Okay. But I just like loved that the guy's like, my son murdered women? And Reed's like, no. yeah, your son fucking sucks, dude. Like, it was just like, all right, okay. Um, and then Gideon's like, he only shows you his good side. He's manipulative, whatever. Uh, and then they ask if he moved around all the time. And the dad is like, yeah, Mark's good at making friends. Like, he always fit in. Um, we've been in Sarasota the longest. And then there's like this slow-mo where Gideon is like, looking around at all the photographs around the house and and i didn't even catch the thing about the no wife or whatever but it was just like weird it was like i was like is gideon having a panic attack it literally i'm serious though to have a breakdown like i'm I'm serious like it slowed down his like eyes got wide he was like looking around like zooming on this and zooming on that i was like I was like, is Gideon having a panic attack? What is happening? And then it just cuts back to him and he's like, weird, there's no photographs of um your wife or his mother around. And I was like, oh, he was like mind palacing. He okay. was having a moment. He was having a mind palace moment. But they filmed it like a like a panic attack, not like a mind palace moment. It was so weird. People on this show don't have panic attacks because that's a mental illness, you know? You're, you know what? You're so right. How dare I? <laughs> How presume. dare you think that they were having a panic attack on this show? There's no mental illness here. Somebody does have a panic attack. Is it Hodge? At some point, somebody fully is having a meltdown. And like, Reed is like, you're having a panic attack? <laughs> and I he's can't just, remember he's like grasping his chest like. <gasps> <laughs> does Gideon have Hodge. like a heart attack at some point? <laughs> Someone has like a full panic attack. And Reed is just like. Oh, you're freaking out. <laughs> it's like, okay, well. You're freaking out. That's fucking weird. You're a doctor, <laughs> so. Okay, yeah. So we find out, this is where we find out that the kid's mom, Mark Gregory's mother, died when he was 10 in a car crash. Mm-hmm. We don't know that he's there. All we know is she died in a car crash. Um, And Reed and Gideon are both like, usually when a kid's mother dies, he like sees her as a victim. He would like, you know, miss her and idolize her. Like he wouldn't like feel like attacking her. Um, so he's like, maybe they're like, maybe he blamed the mother. Like she abandoned him. Um, and then they're like, your son was a peeping Tom. And the dad's like, I mean, what kid doesn't like to look at naked women? And they're like, yeah, most of them don't look through windows. He also like had that statutory rape charge. And the dad's like, no, he was dating a girl. He just turned 18. She was 15. Also, I just want to point out, I'm not justifying this relationship at all, but there is a law called the Romeo and Juliet law where if you are within four years of your, you know, girlfriend, like he, she's 15, he's 17, right? So two years apart. The law states that if he turns 18 and they were dating beforehand and they're within four years of each other, that is not illegal. That is not rape. It's called the Romeo and Juliet law. I know it exists in Florida. I don't know about anywhere else. But mm-hmm. but I don't know. But they chose this example, not knowing that Florida literally has a law that would make this not statutory rape. So it's just interesting to me. Like they said that and I was like, I mean, technically, also the age of consent in Florida is 14. So I was just kind of like, huh. I mean, I mean, bad, right? I don't, I, I, I don't think I don't think fifteen year olds should be having sex, but also it's not illegal. Yikes all around. Yikes. Number two. Is that wasn't there a scene in like Transformers about that? 
I couldn't tell you. I have not seen I feel like there was like a scene in Transformers about that where some guy pulls out like a piece of paper where he has written down about the Romeo and Juliet law or something. I mean, that's creepy as fuck. Shane explains to some other character about how it's not like actually illegal for him to date this 17-year-old. He has, I remember this distinctly because he has a little card in his wallet about this exact thing. But that's not how it works. If you're da- if you're dating beforehand listen, and one of you Listen, I don't know about the Transformers scene. I don't know the if that's correct. I just remember it from Transformers because it was a bonkers thing to put in a fucking Transformers movie. There's giant robots. Why do you have a why do you have a note card describing the Romeo and Juliet law? Just that's there's big fuck. robots. Gideon says he was being Tom, and the dad says what like teenage boy doesn't like want to look at women. And Gideon's like, yeah, but they don't, like, look through windows. And then Gideon says, like, he was charged with rape. And the dad says, no, he had a girlfriend and he turned 18 and they did that. And it was a stupid charge. And then from there, it goes, Gideon is immediately like, you have never made him take responsibility for anything that in his life. That kid never has taken accountability once in yeah. his life. And the dad is like, you're saying I'm doing this? And he goes, well, you didn't do him any favors. <laughs> Again, not sure if Gideon is the person to be lecturing dad. I don't know if you could read that. <laughs> My little note is kind of Gideon, you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> fucking he, hypocrite. He takes every step to make Reed never have to be held responsible for anything. In in somebody's watching, Reed fucked up so bad by making out with Lila Archer and Gideon showed up to cover for him. Again and again, he does that. So, like, Gideon, you're not really doing the kid any favors. Gideon's not doing anybody any favors. No. I don't like that. I don't like the way he said that. I mean, obviously, we know Mark Gregory's a terrible guy. The dad Yeah, Mark Gregory guy. did do murders. He did do murders. He did do peeping Tom and rape and all that. It's bad. But. Bad. But Gideon was like, you're defending him for these two crimes. You never made him take responsibility for anything including the fact that his mother is dead like at this point we don't know mark gregory did that it was like it was like gideon like i get it you think this dude's a shitty father but like what is your deal (laughs) what is your deal here bud hey bud what's your deal so um yeah it's weird it's weird and then it cuts to mark in his Pilot's uniform, but no pants, no hat, no tie. With this drugged girl. And you can, like, see the pilot's tie, like, around her neck. And she's all floppy. And he, like, puts her on the bed and, like, pours water on her face. And is like, wake up. And then he picks her up and he carries her into another room. And he puts her right into the tub. Yeah. And it, like, zooms in on the pilot's hat, like, while she's drowning in the background. So we know now that he didn't wait two days. He found someone immediately. He killed her immediately. Mm -hmm. Um. That's the one that we saw that he had been, like, tasing and strangling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they said, so this is where we found out that he was dating his first victim. And then he found out that she had a husband. Mm-hmm. And she was cheating on her husband with him. And they think that's his trigger. That was his stressor, yeah. Stressor, yeah. But, like... Was it, though? Because Gideon said, because Hotch said, I think he's been doing this for a lot longer. But, like, no, he wasn't. They never specify that. Because, like, 
I think what Giddy, what Hotch is alluding to there is he's like, maybe his first wife is dead, right? But she's not. And then they never specify on if there's other people that he killed before that. They never say there's any other former victims or anything like that. So I guess that must have been the event that got him killing again. Was to find out that he was Mom. he was the other man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, oh, his mother and father must have had like a bad relationship. So then they find his car at the Atlanta airport. And they use that, like, face recognition, and they see him dressed as the pilot, right? Mm -hmm. And then Gideon says, we need to get everybody on the phone. We need to hear everybody. And then you know who's not there? JJ. (laughs) Sorry, I thought everyone needed to hear this. Or, like, what? I guess Um, JJ was taking her fucking nap. JJ was getting ready for her press conference, I guess. Anyway, so the woman, he helps the woman put um, his bag in the back of a car. And then she gives him a ride, I guess, to the motel. And Gideon says, she gave him a ride. Fatal mistake. Yeah. Hey, Vic- Hey, why? Why the victim blaming? Why the victim blaming again? I just like, it's, it's, it. We know that that isn't a safe thing to do. But at the same time, like, she didn't make him murder her. She wasn't asking to be murdered, you guys. Like, he targeted her, right? Like, he, like, the whole thing is he's manipulative. He can get people to do whatever he wants. She's a fucking idiot, though, for doing the thing that he wants. It's like, she's oh, a fucking oh. idiot for giving, for being a nice person. A fucking like, hey, she's he, a person. Also, he's, he's dressed like a pilot and he has fake IDs and shit. Like, yeah. That's why the ruse works. That's why he was doing the ruse. She's fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Season one of this show really does not like women. No. I mean, no season of this show really likes women, but season I mean, one really does not like women. No, it doesn't. It likes Jason Gideon and Spencer Reed. All right. JJ gives her a press conference and she's like, look at this footage. This is him. He uses disguises. He wears uniforms. He's a photographer with credentials. He's well-traveled. And it's, we're unable to predict him. So, like, you have to be on the lookout. He's confident. He's trustworthy. And he's charming. And then it cuts to Reed. Like, it's like Reed's face through a glass of water. For a second, I was like, is that a shot glass? Are they at a bar? And then it just, like, turns. And it's like, no, it's just, like, a glass of water. And he's like, he's like, water invokes fear. It's It's, a cleansing ritual. Yeah, like that whole thing of like water can wash away past sins and bring new life. The lecture, the the water symbol, like this whole thing. Except like, actually, it's just that he kind of drowned his mother. So now he's actually he did just drown his mother. Yeah, it just felt very like you know, the writer wrote that it was a blue door because (laughs) it was very like all right. Sometimes those things have meaning. The green light. In the Great Gatsby means something. Um, the drowning, not a metaphor for transformation. In this case, I don't think. All right. I don't think it's really a metaphor for anything. And so then the detective guy is like, oh, so he's trying to purge or cleanse something. And I was like, yeah. I can see how that. But this nerd said, not so much. That, yeah, probably. Cleansing his mother's <laughs> yeah. sin, cool. 
it was just like i don't need this like evoke fear monologue i know he had like a, it was really like weird i was like okay dude like don't like, okay calm down buddy don't shoot me like no way jesus okay. bro so then Derek and Elle are in the car and they're like, we've been on the road too long together. And that's when I was like, you flew there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Okay, weird. I guess, I guess it's a road trip now. Like, <laughs> I love their little bisexual road trip, actually. Though. I love it. Where Elle is like, oh my God. They like throw the Hardee's bag into the back seat and he's like drinking his Red Bull. And Elle is like, your desk at work is so neat, but I bet if I looked into those drawers, it'd be a mess. You're a slob, Derek Morgan. And he's just like, fuck you. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, their, like, also, like, their sibling banter is so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Also, like, they're in a car eating, f- like, what? Is, like, where the fuck else are you going to put it? He's not going to put it at his feet. You go put in the back seat. The next time you stop at a gas station, you throw it out. I just—it was like one of those things where she's like, "Ew, I hate men." <laughs> like it yeah. was like one of those like so Bleh. true, queen. <laughs> so true. Yeah. She gets a phone call, and Derek goes, "Oh, it must be your boyfriend." She goes, "Oh yeah, it is." Hello, Gideon. And Derek is like, like almost as like a spit take with his drink. Like so, He's like, shit, I, fuck, gotta get the notepad, shit, fuck, he, like, shit, scrambles. I laughed so hard. It had the same energy as, like, thanks, dad, don't call me dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. but she was like, oh, it is my boyfriend. Hi, Gideon. <laughs> it was, like, the same energy. And Derek was just like, Ugh. here's the thing. I can't remember what these phone calls are about, like, for real. Because, and also, they do not bring it up again in this episode. After this. They really don't. I think... Does it come up later? I cannot remember what these phone calls are. I don't think they come up again later. I think she just had a busy morning. <laughs> she had a I busy morning once. I think she just had once. some shit to do. But it's like they kept coming back to it. And I was just like, what? Because like an episode, next episode or the one after, she and Derek go to fucking like the Mexico beach to like pick up chicks together. Yeah. You know, and it's just like... So she didn't have a boyfriend? What They why? just drop this immediately because they're like, fine, this is our little like B plot, but it's also a terrible B plot, so we're just not gonna mention it again. Later. I wonder if like after this episode was when Lola Glaudini was like, you know what? Could you like kill me off or something? Like she was like, I'm done. And they were like, like I, I hate LA. Can I leave this <laughs> show, please? Yeah, and then they were like, We just started this this boyfriend, boyfriend plot. Damn. I think it's kind of a gift that we never had to see Elle with a boyfriend, though, honestly. Well, her boyfriend, unless he was, like, fucking real LaMontagne, there is no man I can see. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could picture her with any sort of, like, man, Partner. though. I genuinely could not see her. I can see her, like, sleeping with men. Yeah, I couldn't see her, though, like, having a boyfriend. I, she I just doesn't think... seem the boyfriend type. I, I don't think she's the girlfriend Unless it was some, either. like, weird little nerdy twerp not spencer, spencer reed. reed no i'm not no we're not so doing you that. kind of ship spencer no i think no i think she needs just some like <laughs> i think Giro. she needs no wait i mean yes i think she would need like a himbo boyfriend i think that's the only way i could see it is hold if on it was hold just on like... hold on luke alves 
Oh my god, wait, hold up though. No, I'm kidding. L is no. like L is like she's mean, but she's like chill, and Luke is just like, I love my mean girlfriend. <laughs> you know, I he's mean, like no, he's like can't. he's like, I made you a full breakfast, and she's like, I don't eat any of this. And he's like, damn, I'll put it in the fridge. What do you want? And she's like, she's like, hell yeah, come here. Like <laughs> that's what L she just wants like do what I tell you to, but also, like, be your own person, you know? And Luke's like, I just wanted to be here. <laughs> I don't know if she needs a Luke, but I think she does just need a himbo. Like, dumb as a rock, kind as, kind as can be. He can't be, like, like dumb-dumb. I think he could kind of be dumb-dumb. I think that would be a fun dynamic. Like, dumb in a charming way. What, what if it's, like, one of those things where people are, like, I don't, I don't understand why they're together. But then, like, she like gets tired and is like having a hard day and he like comes over and just like sandwiches her in a big hug and then it's like also i did bring you ice cream and everyone's like uh yeah okay <laughs> he's just like i just think l l would either need some like sunshine girlfriend or dumb himbo boyfriend i don't think <laughs> i don't think she needs a boyfriend who tries to be like smarter than her or no. anything i think she just needs like Dumb as a rock, kind as can be. That's all you need, really. She just needs someone who, like, loves her unconditionally, like, can be alone, but is, like, always willing to hang, you know, there when she needs them, but also, like, cool, you need your space. Bye, babe. I'm going to the beach, you know? (laughs) Bye, babe. I'm going to go to the gym later. (laughs) Yeah, like, someone just, like, super cool. And then he's, like, a kindergarten teacher, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's, He's, like, buff and hot. But like a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, you know? no, exactly. Those are the yeah. vibes. That's the only way I could see her Damn. with like a boyfriend. And I know Criminal Minds wouldn't have given us that. No. So I'm thankful that she didn't ever have a, a boyfriend on they the show. They would have given her some like motorcycle. Oh my God. Bad some boy. shitty. Yeah. Toxic. And it like, turns toxic real fast. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just needs a guy where she can like go off fucking crazy out style yelling screaming i would just want to shoot his fucking dick off and when she's done he's like yeah you got this and she's just like thanks <laughs> when you she's know? done going off he's just like okay so do you want me to pick up dinner i can pick up dinner <laughs> i'm gonna shoot his fucking dick off i just wanted to kill him i would have gutted him like a fish blah blah and then he she she like gets quiet and he goes Speaking of fish, do you want to try that new sushi? He's just, he's <laughs> yeah, just exactly. unfazed by it. He's exactly. literally like, he's like, yeah, babe, kill him. Also, I do have to get up because I did put a pizza in the oven just now, but I will return. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Elle's boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. That was a wild tangent. <laughs> that is yeah. all going to get cut out of the show and put into a bonus episode. It's fine. No. <laughs> it's Gideon tells them that the airport woman and the camera was found in South Carolina. All right, Reed, they go back to the station. Or we go back to the station. Reed's like looking at the board and Gideon comes over like, I didn't notice anything. And Reed is like, it was about the description we gave at that press conference. What if we pushed him to change? Like he's going to see that and be like, oh no, they're on the lookout. I need new attitude, new behavior. Which is true, but... Doesn't really come up. That's the whole scene. Yeah. 
So then Derek and Elle go to the motel in South Carolina. Elle calls it a flea bag motel. And they're like, he's got a ton of money. Like, why is he here? And they're like, he, oh, this, they do say he's definitely in his random phase. Uh, the Latin choir has kicked in. He's grown another set of arms. His sword <laughs> is doubled in size. And that health bar is back and bigger than ever, baby. Why does he have wings now? <laughs> you know? Uh, the manager comes in. The manager comes in like, hey, you wanted to talk to me? After insulting my hotel? She's like, Gal, I just heard you talking shit. I was right outside. Um, so then she's like, yeah, he paid in cash like three hours ago. And she, the woman in the bathtub died right before. Um, she, he was driving the victim's car with South Carolina plates. And they're like, that's why we can't track him. He's changing his license plates. They also, I want to say, they mentioned one thing that I do think is kind of funny. Is uh, Derek is like, okay, are you sure about that time? And she's like, yeah, my stories were on. Like, I know it was 3 p.m. because Days of Our Lives was on. So That is so Which I think is funny. so funny because also if I had to recreate my day, I would be like, yeah, okay. So at about 7 p.m. I sat down to watch Legacy. So that means it was probably 7.25 when he called. You know, like. Hold on. Let me go to my Discord messages because I remember setting this great news exactly. right about then. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. He left his pilot's uniform, so they're like, he spent less time with her, but he was still, like, shocking her and stuff. He resuscitated her so she, he could keep torturing her. Um, the killing time is down to one day, and he probably already has another woman. Yikes. So they're talking to Garcia, and Garcia says, uh, or Garcia's talking to, like, Gideon and Hutch and Reed, and says, you know, he had a fractured vertebrae when he was 10, and he had whiplash. And that's when they're like, oh, my God, he was in the car with the mom. Why did they not look this up previously? Yeah, it's uh, why did they not like find everything they could about him? I was a little confused. So Gideon is like, why wouldn't the father have told us Mark was in the car? But also, why wouldn't you have looked that up to begin with? That's what I was saying. Like, why didn't they put together like a portfolio on this dude? Like they knew who he was from the beginning. And they knew his mom died when he was 10. That's probably a stressor. Like, like, did it take all this? Like, did it take days for Garcia to find this out? Like, why did they not, like, have her put together a portfolio right at the beginning to find out everything they knew about this man? This, and then also, like, the getting married part. They acted like this was new information that he was married. I'm like, that's public record. It's like I I understand when we we don't know who the unsub is and they have to give Garcia bits and pieces, but we know who this is. You they know who Mark Gregory did, is. You know his social security number. They already did a DNA test on him to find out he's the killer. So yeah. like, so like, why do they not also have like his his medical records? Why do they not know his mom's dead? Like, I don't know. It just was like they were real lazy. Yeah, it was so fucking weird. It's just so strange to me that they were like this trickle of information when they already know who the unsub is. I think they made a mistake or I think they they hindered themselves when they had us know who the unsub was up front because they were like, well, shit, we usually spend the whole episode like getting clues, but we already know who it is, you know, because it's like if they just like put together the profile at the beginning, why do they even need to go there? And still, why did they need to go there? Like, I don't know. Also, like, once they found out their mom died in a car accident, like, 
why would they not like look up that location right then to see if it had water? Like he drowns people a bunch. The mom's dead. Clearly something's weird because there's no pictures. He sees women as like people to attack instead of victims. Like, let's see what happened. Like where the mom died. Oh, it's a lake. That's weird. Did the mom drown? Oh, huh. I just looked up the medical records. He was in the car with her when she did. Like, it was just like, why did this, like, why did they not, like, use any logic in this? It was so, yeah, I felt like they really wanted to do, like, a fun episode where they knew the unsub and they were just having to try and track him down. But they didn't know how to do a fun episode where they knew the unsub already. You know? Yeah. Like, they had only made episodes that were about figuring out who the unsub is. They didn't know how to make an episode that was like, hey, we know who this guy is. You yeah, know? we just have to find him. I feel like they just like, this is just like such a season one growing pain, I think. Yeah. It's just so weird. I mean, I think it would have been cool. Like, it would have been interesting if they like knew everything about this guy, like from the beginning, except that he like was in a fugue state. So like, we can have all of this information about who he was. But we have to figure out like what his stressor was to figure out his current mental state and predict. You know, like if it was like, what do you do when we find out all about his childhood and stuff? And it isn't mm -hmm. enough because he's currently like having some sort of episode, you know, like that would have been really cool. Like we and know they this do man that later. I think. Yeah, I think they do. You know, where they're like, we can't cons we can't think about him like that because he's currently going through something, you yeah. know, like that's what I wish they had like done yeah this i think this episode falls so it could have been really interesting mm -hmm. if we didn't know his name yeah or if we but didn't I... know his whole i don't know it's just so weird to me that they were like this episode is so action-packed but so like poorly paced yes yeah yeah exactly all right at the, he's at the store now. He's, like, faking a limp, and he, like, drops his stuff, and the clerk is like, oh, I'm here to help. And he's like, actually, I could use some help. And you're just like, well, no. Rip. Yeah. Okay, Gideon and Reed are back with the dad, and they're like, why are there no pictures of your wife for real? Normally, families overcompensate. Why are there no pictures? And the dad's like, well, you don't, you don't want him to have to look at his dead mom, do you? And they're like, yeah, we do, though, to, like, remember her. And then we find out the dad, they're like, you hid the fact that your son saw his mother dying. And this is when we find out that, like, she would take him to motels when she couldn't find a babysitter. And they're like, did you ever take him to therapy? And he's like, no, why would he need therapy? It's like, I love that they were like, why did you not take your son to therapy? Yeah, and it's like the, the like, being taken to the motel and left by the pool while your mother cheats on your father. That's a therapy thing. The being in the car, responsible or not, the being in the car when your mother died, that's a therapy thing. Together, devil therapy thing. You killing your fucking mother? Like, send this kid to therapy. I like that they were like, what the fuck? You're a terrible parent, actually, yeah. though. I wish they had saved the, like, holy shit, you're a terrible parent moment for now. Yeah. Like, if they had at the beginning been like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, I can see why your son was acting out. Like, that sucks. Like, of course, you're protecting him, whatever. And then come back and are like, dude, you fucking lied to us. Like, we gave you the benefit of the doubt. 
and you're out here protecting your son when you know like he's a fucking killer like i wish there had been some twist there and not just like no the dad's a shitty dad the whole time because then when you find out like he was lying you're like yeah yeah okay yeah i get that because this man was very unlikable earlier like yeah it tracks yeah weird and gideon's like help us help us and the dad is like uh, and then Gideon just like leaves and Reed follows him and Gideon is like he protected a killer and then the and scene Reed ends. is like you know that he's not a killer right and Gideon's like no he protected one I'm like okay calm down grandpa don't pull a hip Jesus <laughs> it was just like god you're like mad mad and like for what like it was just this like this scene was so weird because i feel like mandy patinkin was operating on a whole different level than the other two actors were not just that but like when did he become emotionally involved in this case yeah he like hasn't really given a shit yeah like what's going on there bud yeah okay we go back to, oh, I wrote Mike, Mark at the hotel. He just like parks and goes right to the pool and like throws her into the pool. Also, the pool is fucking steaming because it's cold water on a hot day. <laughs> Which did make, it's like steaming. And I was like, how hot is that pool? Um, but actually, it's probably very cold. He throws the woman into the pool to drown. The man, oh, wait, no, it's probably a hot pool on a cold day. Whatever. Throws the woman into the pool to drown. He's, like, trying to, like, drown her. Totally kill her. And the, like, the, like, manager, the day manager is, like, dude, you can't go swimming with your clothes on. And um, <laughs> it was, like, didn't make me laugh. Um, and then the guy is, like, my wife fell in. Help. She's, she can't swim. She's drowning. And so the guy, like, pulls her out. And he's, like, I don't know, CBR. And the guy's, like, I'm doing my best. And then he's like, go call 911. And Mark is like trying to watch her finish dying. Yeah. And the, the guy is like, dude, go. Um, One fun thing I learned about this motel clerk on IMDb is that he is apparently a rescue diver and a decorated member of the U.S. Coast Guard. What? <laughs> yeah, this dude is actually, this hotel, this motel manager is like, an actual rescue diver and dive master. So, what? Yeah, that's I don't know, man. I was just clicking into his uh, IMDb page and I found some cool shit. That's amazing. Oh, Hotch calls Garcia and is like, "Are there any suspicious drownings?" And Garcia goes, "Aaron." <laughs> and I was She's so funny. She calls him Aaron, and I was like. What? I was like, who? Whoa, so true though. His his name is Hotch Hotchner. <laughs> um, and then she's like, Do you know how many drownings happen a day? And he's like, Well, I mean, there's more in this summer, but it's about six five hundred a year. I'd say that's about seventeen drownings a day. And she's like, Sorry, is your name Spencer Reed? And he's like, Oh, are you impressed? And she's like, Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah, like a little bit. Yeah. Um, so then they get news that in Tennessee, a woman was um, almost drowned at a motel. Uh, it was less, the motel is less than an hour from the previous place. And that's where Derek and Elle are. So they're like going to go there. And Gideon's like, I think Mark killed 
his mother. And then I wrote, where's JJ? (laughs) (laughs) She's been gone for a while. They're in a warehouse. Like, honestly, there's nowhere else for her to be right now. They didn't even give us a, oh, she's at the station. Like, no. Anyway. Then they say they need the records of the car accident. And then I wrote, he's grabbing women fast. Meaning Mark. He's Uh, grabbing them real quick. Yeah. And then Derek and Al go to the motel. The guy, clerk, guy is like, oh, like, I, I didn't report it because, like, he didn't, he wasn't, like, the guy you were talking about. Like, this guy had, like, a limp and, like, glasses, and he was, like, super, like, awkward. But, like, he did leave his glasses behind, and he did kind of just drive away, and, like, that's suspicious. And they're like, okay, he's got a new disguise. And then they see a picture of the car accident, and they're like, it doesn't look fatal, um, but it, it's, like, dripping. And then yeah. they're like, they say, they say they have to go to the mall. They, like, ask directions to the mall, because I think they think that's where, like, the guy's going to kidnap a victim. woman. Yeah. Yeah, but they like Or don't. wait, no, they say that they got they got a report of a kidnapping because the mall. Oh. that lady yeah did not show up to pick up her son. So right. they're like, "Oh, let's go to the mall to see if we can trace the steps." That's right. why they were going to the mall. Okay. They weren't just going shopping. That's like, why are they going to the mall? What happened at the mall? <laughs> yeah. So then it cuts and Mark's like listening to the radio and every news channel is like him about him i really wish this was such a good opportunity to put jj's voice on the radio yeah like, it would have been to like replay like either the press conference or like a new press conference like if they had the radio you could hear on the radio jj being like we believe he's changed his tactics like this is not like make him panic by having like jj again call him out you know they, they mm-hmm. didn't do that though we see in later episodes, though, and I always love this, where, like, JJ will be giving her press conference, and then it'll just, like, cut. It'll, like, zoom out, and she's, like, on the TV at, like, a bar, you know? And, like, everyone is, yeah. like, talking, and she's just, like, on the TV in a bar. I was like, I bet she's, like, a little bit of a celebrity. Like, a little bit in a weird way. Like, like when like, bad shit happens, you always see that blonde lady on the TV. Yeah, like, imagine she, like gives a press conference and then she like they all like go out to dinner and someone's like hey it's you (laughs) hey it's you hey you do the bad thing hey you do that press i would that would be like a funny running joke it's just jj being like recognized being like oh my god you gave that press conference like two years ago right the last time we had a serial killer Oh, why are you in town now? Oh, wait. <laughs> she, like, walks into a 7-Eleven, and the store clerk is just like, oh, no. Not again. Is there another killer? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> JJ's like an o- becomes like an omen, like a small town myth <laughs> of, like, if you see her, there's, like, death coming, you know? <laughs> she is the raven now. Yeah, exactly. It's like Emily and or like Hotch and JJ like walk into a room and Hotch is all glowery and JJ's JJ and people are like, oh no. And Hotch is like, oh, I, I need to look less scary. And they're like, it's her. <laughs> like- <laughs> Hotch is like, should I smile more? And she's like, no, it wouldn't help. It's not you, it's me. The woman is like, I've got a rich husband. He can pay you to get me back. Let's do it. Then we find out there are five sources around of water around them. This is where they're like, that's the town with Derek and, and 
L. We do see JJ for one whole second. Um, and then it cuts. Um, they find out the mom drowned without being trapped. Derek and Ella are on the highway. They pull over to like check out like an area where the mom died. And then Mark starts like talking to the woman like she's his mom, where he's like, I can't believe you cheat. Like, why would you do that? Like, you made me like go with you. And the woman's like, What are you talking about? And then, God bless this woman. She like yanks the wheel, starts speeding, crashes the car, runs away. She's like making him work for it. Exactly. And I love that because she's like not about to go down without a fight. If you're letting me drive my own car, I'm going to crash my fucking car. Yes. So she drove it, she did it, and then like when she hits it, she's like she like lays on the horn for a minute, and Derek and Al like hear it, so they start to drive over. There are also cops now with them. Don't know when mm-hmm. they got there. Um, she gets to the car, she's running, and then they do the thing that I hate, where like he slows down and he's like watching her, and then she like stops. They're right by the road, like right by the road. Why would she not get out of the car and start running down the road? No, she goes further into the woods. It does the thing where, like, he stops following her, and then she, like, turns around, and he's there. It's like They do the Michael Myers thing. Yes, I hate that. Um, she gra- He grabs her. They're fighting. They're, like, near the water. Uh, oh, I, this is where we see JJ for one whole second back at the station. And then they, like, run to the water. The woman's screaming. He pushes her into the water. He's, like, on top of her. He's trying to drown her. Derek and Elle are, like, Oh, I hear the noise. And they're just like walking quickly. And I was like, go. Run. I was like, run. Run. <laughs> run don't walk. Don't miss I, that sail. What the fuck? I, I was literally like, go faster. <laughs> run faster. Like, like, what? Derek, you're here to be the jock. Do a fucking sprint, bro. I was like, what is going on? Why are you guys walking so slow? She's screaming <laughs> and drowning right, right there. Right over there. No, it's got to be drama. She, like, is digging around in the marsh because, like, there's always shit. She yeah. grabs this, like, metal pipe. She grabs this lead pipe? And just brains him with it. Oh, my God. So true, queen. I was God, like, I, love I was her. like, this is a woman who is like, I have two children. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to fucking die today yeah. to fix your mommy issues. Right, she was like, Get not that, today. Fix that shit yourself. Go to therapy. <laughs> um, So she's like, hits him, she's fighting, she drops it, he, he gets it. And he's like, holding it up. And she's like, fuck, that's it. Um, And then he like goes to hit her and Derek shoots him, I think. Yeah. Someone shoots him. I... I wrote, she is a superstar. <laughs> she is. And, you know, we talked about this in episode one, about how Criminal Minds does a really good job of, like, showing victims who... Fight back. Fight back. And they do it a lot. Mm-hmm. They do it a lot with where I think it's one of its best qualities. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not, like gotta wait for the white knight cops which like they do obviously they do mm-hmm. save her but it's like they're not just like helpless 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 until the fbi shows up you know yeah, like there's a chance tooth and nail every yeah. chance they get like there's a chance that woman would have won that fight without Derek and l you know yeah and i i like that a lot that they do that and this is also the kind of thing where it's like we 
the show shows crimes as they're happening, right? We're solving crimes in progress, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, most of the time, there's, like, we get to save people, you know? Yeah. Like, that woman lived. You yeah. know, and I think about all the episodes where they're, like, let me see him. Like, let me look at his eyes. Like, I need to know. Like, you know, all these people who are, like, survive. Like, it's about surviving, you know? And I like that more than just, like, we got a dead body who did it, you know? Yeah. A lot of, I think, crime procedurals get caught up in the fact that crimes happen every day and they're kind of an everyday part of life. But I think Criminal Minds is really good about reminding you that, like, yeah, crimes are a part of life. Bad things will happen, but you don't have to just sit down and accept that. You can beat up the person who's trying to take you hostage. Like, you can fight, dude. Yeah. Um, So they saved her, but he's dead. The dad is, like, sitting there crying in his house. They, like, cut to the dad, like, crying. Weird. Which was an odd choice. at all. I guess it was, like, he failed to protect his son after all. But I don't think he... But it's, like, one of those things where, like, did he think he was doing what was best for his son? I don't think so. I think if he did, he would have gotten to some therapy. Mm -hmm. So, like, he was being selfish. You know, he didn't say anything to his wife when his wife was cheating on him. He knew she was involving the son and he let her you know and like i think i don't think he earned the right to have a moment of like mourning for his son because it felt like i lost my wife now i've lost my son but it's like dude you're like cheating sucks cheating sucks Mm -hmm. uh it's not murder it's not murder like you could have divorced her and then your son wouldn't have killed her you know, yeah. it just felt very much like the father the whole time was like, my son is worth more to me than my wife, you know, kind of thing, which is like, I get it. Like, you hate her for cheating on you, but like, your 10-year-old son did murder someone. So, yikes. And then, I don't think this ending quote is deserved at all. I wrote it down because I was like, no. no. It's a Foucault it? quote. It's, we become so used to disguising ourselves to others that we eventually become disguised to ourselves what was that the message of this episode didn't they do a quote from voltaire at the beginning too about disguising your words or something like that yeah yeah the one at the beginning i didn't write it down because i didn't remember the episode um yeah but it was about like disguising yourself in your words which like that one makes sense because he's like a manipulator yeah. But it was like he didn't like lose himself in his disguise. Like, yeah, he, he was just. He knew who he was. Right. The whole time. And the dad knew who he was the whole time. Like, it wasn't like he wasn't. We knew who he was the whole time. We knew that he was a killer the whole time. I was trying to be like, who's, who's disguised here? Is it the father, like, disguising his son as a good boy? But like, he didn't because the son was manipulating him. It was like nobody like lost themselves in a disguise. Yeah, like, everybody started the episode at about the same place they ended it. Yeah, except Gideon got to be mad for, like, a second, and then Derek and Elle bonded, like. Okay, wow, woo. Like, is it, like, Elle, the disguise of, like, a boyfriend? Is it Derek, like, disguising the fact that he's, like, a slob? Like, like, what? Like, what? Like, what? Who lost themselves in a disguise? They didn't, I feel like if they wanted to make some point about one of the BAU members disguising themselves as something they aren't, they should have made it more. Right. Because, like, 
I dream of the day that one of the writers on this show come uh, comes into our Twitter mentions and is like, well, actually, we intended to do this because, like, your intentions don't mean shit if you don't do it. Like, you know, I'm even if you yeah. intended to have this whole, like, disguise metaphor as, like, with Elle and Derek and whoever, it doesn't fucking work because you didn't fucking do it good. Yeah, you none, know? Of it, none of it, like, stands out in the episode. And, like, there are themes. I mean, there's a lot of themes of disguise in the show of hiding things you know there's like jj's whole relationship with will Mm -hmm. you know there's obviously emily and lauren like hotch not telling anybody that he and Haley have separated rossi coming back to the bau for a a big reason or gideon disguising the fact that he's not okay reed disguising his you know addiction addiction like there's there are tons of disguises in the show penelope with not being able to handle things, but trying to pretend like she's strong enough to, you know, there's a lot of disguises in this show. This episode touched on nothing. I like what, like what, like what was the disguise in this episode? He wore disguises, but that's nothing. (laughs) Yeah. There wasn't even like a, a, yeah. Like, we have disagreed with the message of an episode. We have been like, I get what you're saying and it's bad. This episode said nothing. This episode didn't say anything. It like, it was trying to like speed run its way to a message, but it forgot to fucking hit the first checkpoint along the way, you know? Yeah, like this, this could have been, I mean, they could have been following their fucking family thing, theme and make it like parents protecting their children from consequences it feels like they like dipped their toe into that a little bit yeah but it as but it gideon went from like zero to 60 all upset about it but but the, but the dad i mean i guess the consequence was like his son died but like what like he didn't like <laughs> ruin like his reputation like it wasn't he wasn't like i can't let anyone know my son is a bad guy you know like that wasn't like that would have been something if the father was like don't let the neighbors see the police are here like I know my son does these things but like he's a good guy really you know like if there had been something some reason like why why was the dad covering the son's ass why if there had been some anything anything anything, we would have latched on to it but there was nothing nothing I mean, they could they even have the opportunity to have Gideon be like, sometimes I feel guilty for protecting you so much to read. Like, they could have had the moment of Gideon being like, I'm not going to be here someday and you're going to have to deal with your shit yourself. Like, they had so many chances to do this. Like, maybe this is when we learn more about Hotch and Haley's like, relationship failing. But he's like, oops, my wife's calling. Gotta go. Gotta take this. And then it's like a fight that he's hiding you know like if there was just like anything there was the, nothing anything it was like it was like they wrote this episode and then went oh shit we forgot to make it interesting <laughs> we forgot to put a message in it guys hey guys we forgot a moral of the this story this was very much like us episode 20 this was like we just need an episode to get us to the end of the season like here it is doesn't really mean anything I guess. nothing Maybe yeah. Elle's got a secret. Who knows? She made two phone calls. Two whole phone calls. We don't even get to hear them. That was like the thing. She just hangs. Derek is sitting right there. 
He sits next to her. He can hear her side of the phone call. Unless she's like, hey, honey. <laughs> or like, can't talk right now. I'm busy. I'm at work. Bye. And like, 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 unless it's like secretive or like, sounds like code. Like, he can hear her making these phone calls. I wish they had shown us one so we knew why he suspected that it was a boyfriend. Instead, it's just like, hey, did you know Elle hates phone calls? Cool. She's made two. And you're like, okay. Okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks. So she's got a secret a boyfriend or like... I guess. I guess. That could guess. be so many things. I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, I... This episode, grading it, I'm gonna give it... What are you gonna rank it? Like a two. A two. I'm gonna give it a three because at least it's... At least it went by f- quickly, you know? At least yeah. it happened and it didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Did they say the name of the episode in the episode? What Charm and Harm? Episode? No. No? That's the first time this season they have... Or wait, no, this is, I think, the third time this season that they've not said the name of the episode. What are the other the ones? Episode. Um, the other ones were uh, Broken Mirror and uh, Natural Born Killer. Oh. Oh wait, they also didn't say it for the popular kids because that was a terrible episode title. They don't say natural born killer. Nope. Oh. Nope. But they say derailed. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. All right. According to our bad spreadsheet, they do. <laughs> Next time on Wheels Up, gang, we're getting to. I think this might be one of my more favorite episodes of season one. Secrets and Lies. Uh, it's the BAU team investigating a CIA counterterrorism unit to identify a traitor who had a fellow agent murdered. Um, I know, it doesn't seem like a season one episode, but it is. Uh, and that's... Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. It's kind of a banger, if I remember correctly. It's a banger, though. And then... That's going to be our, like, penultimate episode of the season. Because that's episode 21. And then right after that, we go into the Fisher King, baby. So it's going to be a time. Wow. I know. I know. So join us back in two weeks for Secrets and Lies. Um, and also, like I said, keep a keep a quick little, keep a, keep a glance on our social media. You might see some... Uh, you might see some things coming up soon. Just maybe for the end of the season. Um, that's going to be it. That's all I got. Follow us on social media at Wheels Up Pod on everything. You know the drill by now. You've watched, you've listened to an hour or more of us speaking at this point. You got it. You understand. Jay, do you have an ending quote for me? I do have an angry uh, ending quote. Angry <laughs> oh, an angry quote too. Damn. It's not an angry quote. Um, as Penelope Garcia says, who's your daddy? <laughs> yeah? So true, queen. I was terrified you were going to